Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. That Father, my words may be simple, Father, but let it go in the hearts of the listeners, my Father. And that they listen with the intent to do, Father. That they may glorify with the fruits being produced by doing the word to you, my Father. And Lord, we are in a new season. We are in a new place of the Spirit, my Father. Let us not be the same we were last week, my Father. We are in a new season, my Father. And the season expects and demands change. The season demands change day to day. The season demands change in our behavior, in the way we think, in the way we act, my Father. The things we have done before will not work anymore, Father, this season, Father. So this is a new season, my Father. So, Lord, I pray that they, 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 they buckle up their seats, my Father, for this season. Not, that, not just for the service, but they buckle up themselves, Father, for this season, my Father. They brace themselves, Father, with Pastor Craig and Pastor Jenny for this season, my Father, because this season, the phase three in his ministry belongs to all of us, my Father, and it holds greater things for all of us, my Father. So let us not be neglected. Let we not be, my Father, just be the same old way, my Father. We, we, we intentionally, my Father, uh, put demands on ourselves, my Father. That, my Father, we, we run in this season, my Father. We don't jog. We run in this season, my Father. Because there is this season, my Father, uh, this season holds so great things, my Father, that, that, that the ones who are sitting here and the ones who are planted in this place, my Father, their minds cannot even further, my Father. It's so big things for this ministry, but for them personally, my Father. Because this season is a greater season. This season is a higher season. And this season we have a higher responsibility and higher anointing will help us to go further where we need to be as a church, as individuals. And my Father will not shame you by not doing what we should supposed to do. But Father will do what we are all called to do in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor King and Pastor Jenny. It's always an honor to talk to you and preach to you and speak <coughs> to you. <coughs> Sorry, my throat is 100%. <coughs> so I'll, talk, I'll share with, start with the prophecy which Pastor King uh, shared last Sunday. At this time, around this time, last Wednesday, when Reverend Taylor was worshiping, he got this word from the Spirit of God. So let's read it together and see. And he preached on Sunday. Tell your people to stir themselves up that lethargy, lethargy and being distracted by the world, that lukewarmness and half-heartedness is trying to creep into our church. The good thing is it's trying. It's not in yet fully. So thank God for that. Huh? It's trying to creep into our church. And it's already in the church of North America at large. Other cultures are not like that. But the church in North America is that the part of the spirit of the world. Tell them they must counter that by being fervent. Tell them they have to stir, not God will not stir you up. They have to stir themselves up and stay hot. Not God will not keep you hot. You have to keep yourself hot and not let go slip into not being lukewarm again. It's easy to let fervency slip. I rebuke the church in the book of Revelation for their lukewarmness. Your people's response to my house and to filling up this church will determine if they are ready for me to bring you into the new building. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Um, this will help you if you can take my um, 
word from me as a just encouragement get this scripture that get this prophecy put on your phone put on your phone that you read or you whatever the way you like on your paper that you read that you know that this thing god has said to you at the start of the season that you don't be lukewarm you don't be lazy you don't be stagnant you don't be half hearted you don't be half hearted so i'll share with you on the same on the same things which pastor get touched based on last sunday and i'll i'll try to talk on the same topic and god dealt with me this year at the start of this year about staying fervent at the start of year one year this year i was in the church one saturday evening spending my time with god and the, the, these words came up to me about staying fervent i'll share with that but let's let's talk about some words here the words <clears throat> which were said here lethargy which word came here it's inactive yeah it's laziness yeah. is slowness if you are slow to obey the lord god will be slow to perform in your life basic you are slow to respond what god wants in your life you will get slowly the results what you want in your life Amen. that's very basic so if you be lethargic you are slow people in businesses they don't like people who are slow they have to move on to the next place because we are in the life we are living in the life is very pace very pace whether it's business whether it's job whether anything it's very pacey 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 same is with god god is not trying to put you on side but you can yourself put aside yourself how by being slow by being lethargic by being lazy by being stagnant stagnant means no motion no movement you are in the same place where were you 5 years 10 years you are same place today god doesn't want that in this season the other word was distracted distracted is very simple that you are sitting here but you are not here yeah. <laughs> you are sitting here but your thoughts are oh what is my lunch tomorrow yeah. oh why i did that this afternoon at work oh what was what was wearing last sunday that i will not repeat this sunday that's called being distracted if you are here you should be listening to what whoever is present here speaking amen you know what because people think minister is speaking but you know what when minister is speaking he wants to talk to you god wants to talk to you through him but there are certain things god want to talk to you directly because you're in same place but you being distracted don't listen to what god wants to say which minister has not even said from the pulpit yet because you are distracted so he said don't be distracted don't be lethargic you don't be slow don't be like that and don't be lukewarm and pastor gave masterfully shared from revelation third chapter from 15 to 24 first verse that what lukewarm is that church in lacedonia whatever the word is what they did, what they did was they were great they were doing big things but they were failing in one thing they were lukewarm what is lukewarm pastor nancy has shared and pastor king has shared from a little bit from her it's not cold becomes lukewarm it's hot going down 
it's not you been up because you've been up god will be happy because you have promoted yourself but you from here to go down here that's not happy that's what not god makes happy so you have been hot at one time and then you became lukewarm that's what god doesn't like it so that's what he said being that church that you are lukewarm so you cannot act that same way which were these things which were happening half-hearted half-hearted what is half-hearted that i'm here <coughs> but you preach i'm half-hearted like i'm sitting i'm here god i came no the service has three every service has three parts one god has to perform one minister has to perform and one you have to perform god never fails our man of god will never fail but it's only your part which can fail Hallelujah. So, you half-hearted means you are saying, I don't care what he's preaching. I'm busy with my life. I have so many things in my plate. I have so many things to do. But, okay, I'm in church. God, I did a big favor to you. And I came on Wednesday. I gave a big favor to Pastor Craig. You didn't do a favor to God. You didn't do a favor to Pastor Craig. You are doing a favor to your life and your future generation. That's all. You are sowing a seeds of faithfulness to your future seed, which is your children. Because children will not do what you say. They will do what you do. People think, oh, my children will listen to me. No, no, no. What do you do? They will see. You being sitting home on Wednesday night, watch. They will not come even on Sundays. Because they will be one step ahead of you where you are today. Because people think, I'm coming Sunday, I'm shooting the moon. No, you're not doing anything, but you are sowing the seeds which will your children reap in the years to come. Which they will be going away, away from God, even on the days which are for God. So half-hearted is that, I'm here, Lord, do whatever you have to do. Perform, show. Pastor Craig, why are you not shouting today? No, half-hearted is not the, the way for this season. If it's not half-hearted, what means? Fully engaged. Fully engaged. My heart fully connected to what the word is coming out of his mouth. Before he says, my heart is pulling from his mouth what you have to say. That's called fully engaged. Half-hearted people receive half results. If you're healing, you want half-healing? You go to doctor, you say, I have a problem. Just do this thing. I don't care about the other part. No. You want fully recover fully. And you want to even sue the doctor for not giving the proper medication and doing the best thing. Why? Because you have the right to do that. But how about with God and his kingdom? Amen. So we can be half-hearted with God. That's right. Pastor Nancy made a statement, which I love. She said, you want to be half-hearted for your life. By the way, Satan is not half-hearted for your life. He is all in to defeat you, to put you down, to throw you out. He's all in. So to defeat him, to be victorious, to live a proper life on earth and show God the works you have done over here, you have to be all in. Half-hearted will not make it. So he said, don't be slow. Don't be Half-hearted. Don't be lukewarm. Don't be, right? But he said, be fervent. 
So let's let, let, let's talk about that word fervent. The fervent word means be hot. Fervent means to boil. Don't misunderstand this word. It's not somebody's personality bent. It's not somebody's personality nat natural that, oh, he's very energetic. That's energy. He's very energetic. He's always running. He's doing, he's on his tippy toes and doing things. No, 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 no. That's not being fervent in the spirit. Being fervent in, fervent in the spirit is different than to be energetic in your own emotions or in your body or in the things you like doing things. You can be running around whole day in the, in the house or in the church even and doing things, but being cold in the spirit, that's possible. But I come to church, I vacuum, I do these things, I do that thing, I go out, I do give meals to here and there, I'm doing great things, I'm working 12 hours a day, I'm doing big things. But you can be still cold inside. Because being ferment, ferment is totally different to being energetic in the body. Fervent word is to boil. Fervent word is to, to be hot for God. Amen. And this fervent, he said, fervency or fervent, it can slip. Sure. It has to be maintained. Amen. The temperature of the body has to be maintained. Yes. I'm, I'm quoting a few of Pastor Nancy's because you can go. I'm not preaching from her message, but she has preached big series on fervency, which you should go and study. Big, big time, it will help you. She said, if you go to a doctor, doctor first thing, whatever the problem is, they will check your temperature of the body. Because that temperature of the body will detect and tell them if there's issues, where there are issues. Same is the temperature of your spirit will detect your life where it has to go. Are you cold? Are you hot? Are you fervent or are you lukewarm? And that will impact and affect where you should go, where you are going, where will you end up? Because he said, you are lukewarm, I don't like you. It would have been better that you be cold. That you are not cold, not hot, you are in between. I like room temperature, water. It's cold for me here. I like room temperature, lukewarm a little bit. Not very cold. But God is not like that. He doesn't like lukewarm things. He likes hot things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He like heart. You, your lifestyle, your spirit being has to be hot to impress God. People just think this way that my faith pleases God. It's not your faith that pleases God just. It's your life, your spirit being, how, how hot you are for God. How, how interested are you for the things of God? How interested and invested are you in the local church where God has planted you? That, that determines God. Are you hot or are you cold? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That determines God. So, if fervency, he said, fervent, stay fervent because... That's the only solution to come out of lukewarmness. That it's creeping in. In North America, whole body, it has creeped in. But your church, it is trying to creep in. But it's not there yet. If you don't become fervent, if you don't change things, it can creep in. 
So what we can do to prevent that? How can we stay fervent and how can we stay hot for God? God made a statement in that. God, it's not Pastor Craig's words. God spoke to him. He said, other cultures are not that. Other cultures are different. But the part of in North America is the spirit of the world is very strong. But other parts of the other cultures or other parts of the world, they are hard for God. They are doing things for God. They are not depending on their things which are the natural, but they are very, very hard for God. And one thing I'll, I'll be honest with you that I can, I can tell you is being the part of other, other culture and other country born, it's a difference. I can tell you. The Christians over here are different than the Christians that are there. I have one church member in my church that has come from India, that was born again in India, that got filled in the spirit here, but was born in India. The way she thinks and sees things of the spiritual are different than the ones who are here. She lives with her sister, but the way sister acts and the way she acts are totally different. And the way she gets results and the sister gets results are totally different. Totally different. Totally, totally different. And her sister being in the church Christian life from 20 years is listening and learning from the one who is born four years ago. So, what is one thing which I can tell you that... God spoke to me also at the start of this year. And I, I can personally talk, I can tell from the, those perspective of those people is from the Revelation chapter 2. Let's go to Revelation chapter 2. I'll read some scripture. Don't worry. Don't sweat. <laughs> Revelation chapter 2. <coughs> Let me read. Take it out here also. <clears throat> I'll read from actually Passion Translation. It says, Write to the following to the messenger of the first from first verse of the congregation in Ephesus. For these are the words of the one who holds the seven stars firmly in his right hand and who walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know that all you have done for me, you have worked hard preserved and I know that you don't tolerate evil. You have tested those who claim to be apostles and proved they are not for they are not imposed. They are they were imposters. I also know how you have bravely endured trials and persecutions persecution whatever the word is because of my name yet you have not become discouraged. But I have one thing against you. The one thing is in the way the Passion Translation says, it says that I have one thing against you that you have abandoned the passionate love. Not the love, the passionate love. The passionate love, the word passion means intense, heated, vigor, excited, energetic, burning, flaming, hot-blooded, charged, on fire, and obsessed. He said, you have not just lost the love, but you have lost this kind of love for me, which you had the day you were born again. But the years have passed on. Things have started becoming normal, easy for you. And you let go one and only one thing. Not the things, 
but the love. He said, you have lost one thing. You have neglected one thing. What that thing is the love, the passionate love, the zealous love, the zeal you had for God, the love, the way you loved God. That you have lost. Then he said, think about how that the passionate love you had for me at the beginning. Think about how far you have fallen. It's the same way that I was hot one day and have fallen down to lukewarm to cold. That's the same way he's saying that at one day you were so hard and you loved me so much. You were on high with me. But how far you have fallen? Think about it. Settle down and remember how, how, how were your days with me? You have, fought for, you have fallen from so far. Now he said, repent. Yeah. Listen, repent word is different than the word forgive. Yes. 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 You can, I can spill, I can go walk and I spill a coffee on her and say, forgive me. I don't have to bow on my knees and say, repent, I repent. No. <laughs> I asked for the forgiveness. Why? Because it was one time act mistakenly happened to me. A repent word, it means that I have been doing something from so long wrong and today I put my step on it and said I repent means I change my mind, I change my way, I change completely, turn around and I'm going the opposite way. Amen. What Christian our problem is, they're asking for the forgiveness every day morning and evening when they should do is they repent, put a stop and then say, I'm not doing it again. They are asking forgiveness. Forgiveness, forgiveness is totally different. I did something wrong to you, sorry. I'm sorry. Because it means I'm not doing it every day. That's, I'm asking for forgiving me. But what things I'm doing against him every day, that's what he means, repent. He said that you have been living from so long the way you should have not lived. So not ask for the forgiveness, but repent, brother. Means don't act the same way tomorrow when you say sorry. The problem with Christian is they ask for sorry and then the next step they forgot what I asked sorry for. When you repent, you change. You turn around. You put that problem in your bag and you say, I'm done. I'm moving the other direction. I have changed my mindset. Now I'm not doing the same. When he said, even in the third chapter of Revelation, he said, repent. That you have been lukewarm means don't say, I repent, sorry Lord, forgive me, because the word was, there was anointing in the church and Pastor Keke was preaching and I felt that and I asked for repentance and I went by and three days passed, ten days passed and I didn't do anything about that. That is not called repentance. That's why there's a change that has to happen in a born again believer. Otherwise, you can pray ten prayers, you can pray every day, morning, evening that prayer, but there's no change, I, don't, I doubt you're born again. Amen. When I got born again, I used to drink a lot. The day I got born again, 12 years ago, I never touched after that. Didn't the temptations came? Big time. But I changed. I, I have to change the company. I have to change the friend circle. Why? Because I'm not going back where I went before. But when people say, oh, Lord, forgive me. Oh, there's a difference between forgiveness and asking and repenting completely and turning around completely. 
Over here he said, repent. From where you have fallen, you repent that you don't go back to the coldness or to the same place that you had no love for me. You are doing the works. You are coming to church. You are telling people about me outside. But there is no love. There is no passion for me. There should be a passion. There should be a vigor. There should be a zeal in you, in your spirit for God. That's what he said. It's lacking in North America. That's what is lacking in North America. We are not passionate. I'm not saying ambitious or being uh, very emotional. No, no, no. There is a difference between passion and being emotional. There is something in your spirit that that moves you. That that drives you. That that, that, that forces you. Forces means not pushes you, but that is like, "Mm, I have to do for God. I want that for God. Fervency or this vigor or this thing, it's attitude of the spirit. Yes. It's in you, it's attitude of the spirit. But you have to awaken this thing up. Yes. Because you had at one point in you yeah. when you were born again. Yeah. Remember those days when God spoke to me this year at the starting, He, he said to me, <sighs> Because I'm not saying I'm cold, but I have but change the way I was before. But he said to me at the start of this series, like, I let you go by one or two years. But he said, go back and remember. When you're alone with God, God will talk to you the way you will understand. Because God is not high flute and God is not like confusing you with the things. He wants, he will talk to you the level you are. He said to me, the way you are and the way you better understand things, he will make sure you understand. He said, he knows my memory and he knows, he's like, you remember those days of 2011? I said, I know. He said, you remember how you used to act, how you used to live, how you used to study the word, how you used to love me? I said, Lord, I love you still. But... He said, do you remember this? I said, yeah. Then in 2012, 13, 14, things happened. Because when you are here with the love of God, and then you come down, you may not be able to tell, but God can tell you. You don't love your spouse the way you loved the first day. You may not tell because you say, "Ah, I love you, honey. But honey can tell you, you love or not. (laughs) No? He said, remember those days of 2011? I said, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he said, remember the days of 2015? 2015 was the year I came in Promise of Life. Before that, I just loved the Lord because he saved me. He rescued me. He delivered me from big things. And I was like, thank God for that. And I was, the way, the, where I was, where my church was. I'll put it that way. And then I came to Promise of Life and started learning and started talking and started understanding things more clearly. But there came, I was, I'll be honest with you, some people even know me from that day that you used to ask me, how come you are always here? Whether it's early morning prayer for five, five ladies are there and you are a sixth person, whether they are like, <laughs> I used to be asked, Mr. Wayne, <laughs> there were six people and I was the one and I didn't even speak in tongues at that time. But the thing is, it's, it's not about your coming or not coming to church, but he said, the way he said is, you remember those days? I said, I remember, Lord, I remember. He said, I want those days back. Yeah. Yeah. 
because at one command you were where you should be. Now sometimes you think, oh Lord, I can skip this, I can miss this. He said, they, those days were the days you never even crossed our mind. I used to work in construction field and I used to work and I used to leave the work even in between because I wanted to be here on Wednesday night because my pastor is here and I wanted to listen and learn the word. That's what vigor is. That's what intensity is. That's what that fervency is. Because now you know few things about the doctrine of Bible. And you think you can take off in the life? No, brother. You don't know anything. <laughs> few doctrines will not change your life. It's staying hard for God, he said. You can use the doctrine. God bless you. But when the result will not show up, you ask Pastor Craig. He will tell you, there's a lacking brother in you. The lacking is that you were here and now you are here. You were hot, now you are lukewarm. You were loving the Lord so much and you were wanting God with all your heart. But now you are like, okay, I can skip here. I can miss here. Oh, that's okay. It's just prayer. But God sees that the lack of issue. The issue is for God is the fervency. Your fervency is going down. You are going down. Hallelujah. And if we, if we don't intentionally think you can play the church all life. You can come to church all life. But if you don't put that fervency in a place where it should be. You will be lacking in life. Things which will only come to you through fervency. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, your faith gets you things. But fervency puts hold on things which even your mind cannot fathom. Hallelujah. So he said to me, you have to remember those days. And I, I'll be honest with you. I loved God with all my heart. I gave up friends whom I have grown up with like grade four, four-year-old, five-year-olds. I gave up them because they were pushing me and putting me into the places I didn't want it to be anymore because I repented. <laughs> I gave up because I thought, Lord, that's okay. And God gave me new friends. God gave me, connected me to the new people. But the fervency issue, you have to check intentionally in you every time. He said the issue was that your love for me has gone down. So remember those days Repent and go back to those days. And in those days, the way you did, the way you lived, the way you acted, the way you were for me, you want, I want you to be that way. Yes. And I'll be honest with you, it's not about me. I'm just teaching, I'm talking to you from my heart that I never thought, saw the times, whether it's one o'clock in the morning, whether it's four o'clock in the morning, whether it's Saturday afternoon, I wanted God. That's what your spirit, when it's hot, it wants God all the time. All the time. If there's an option of a party and of being with God, your spirit, if it's picking up the party all the time, it's very easy to tell that you are not even cold. You are almost froze. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying don't party. I'm not saying don't go to places. Yeah, good, go. Come on this Saturday. 
I did it. <laughs> but once a while it's okay, but not every Saturday, not every Friday night, not every Sunday after church. If it's going that way, very simple means your spirit is not hot the way it should be. Yeah. Hallelujah. So you have to keep the spirit hot. How can you spirit, keep your spirit hot? How can you keep your spirit hot? Can I, can I take you to a scripture? Uh, Mark 12. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mark 12. Verse 29. <clears throat> always, always, always remember this thing. Jesus answered. I'll start from 28. And now a certain religious scholar overheard them debating. And when he saw that how beautiful Jesus answered all their questions, he posed one of his own and asked teacher, which is the greatest commandment of all? He said, Jesus answered, the most important of all the commandments is this, the Lord Yahweh. Our Lord, our God is one. And he did, he's not finished yet. He said, you are to love the Lord Yahweh, your God, with a passionate heart from the depth of your soul, from, with your every thought and with all your strength. This is the great and supreme commandment. And the second commandment is, you must love your neighbor in the same way that you love yourself. You will find you will never find a greater commandment than these. I, I always, I've heard always, always, when things are not working in your life, check, check your love walk with others. Yeah, but what about your love walk with God? What about your love walk with God? The first commandment is not love your neighbor. The first commandment is love your God. Love your neighbor, you have to, because it will impact your faith. But first commandment is, you love the Lord with a passionate love, with a passion in your heart, with a full heart. You love your God, who is above your neighbor. Yes. That's right. Yeah. All of our, our, we always talk, our faith walk, faith walk with God, faith walk with our people, neighbors. Yes, it's important to check, but always check your faith, love walk with God for the first because if that comes down, I don't care your love walk with your neighbors is how high it is, you will be impacted. Because sometimes we can take one, side, one thing in the ditch. Oh, I love my neighbors. I'm not with anybody. I'm with all peace. But what about God? Are you, stay, are you loving him the way you loved him the day you got born again? The first week, you all remember your life. You all remember the day you gave your life. You all remember how the days you got married, the, the, the month, the date, I hope so you remember, man, the date even you got married, right? Those days, how, how much you wanted to be with your wife, to talk, to know, to, to get intimate with her, not about only physically, but to know her more betterly. To love God means to love his word, like Taylor Evan Taylor was saying. To love God, you cannot just say in the morning, I love you, God, I'm going out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I love God. I'm good night, God. I love you. My son says all the time, I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad. But when I say, let's go, it's time to brush. Mm -hmm. You can say all the time you love God, but is your spirit that hard? Is your spirit that fervent? Is you, are you at the place where God wants you to be spiritually at that day or not? If not, then you are saying the words yes, but not you are not meaning the words from so many months that you have come from heart to Luke and you have come from that place of love to lower place. So he said, repent and go back, higher place, higher place. Amen. Hallelujah. We all remember our love stories. We all remember our love story with our spouse and with our Lord. The love you have for your spouse is not the same that you have love for your the Lord. That always trumps your wife or your husband. That has to be always higher and always should be checked every day. Is it growing or not? Is the level going up or not? Is I am going down or I am going up? So he said to the church in Ephesus that you are doing all the works. And I'm impressed with the work, the way you are doing. You're not tolerating evil. You're not doing anything wrong. You're, you're, you're just taking all the box. Blah, 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 blah. But wait, wait. You used to love me so great. You, were, you wanted to be with me all the time in that year. And now 10 years pass. I know you have established work, but you don't have time for me. You don't have no time to sit with me alone. You have no time to be waiting on me. You have no time to study my word because you have known. Now you, are, you know the doctrine, how things operate. And you think your life can operate on doctrine. No, your life operates on the word of God, not on doctrine. You use doctrine every day's life, but your word, life is based on the word of God. And if you love the Lord, you will sit with the God, with the word. And if you don't sit with him and you can say all that you can say, I love you, Lord, you can say all that. Yeah. And God loves you, but your spirit will become less fervent. You, will let, you are letting fervency slip away from you. you let the fervency hold things for you. Fervency hold things for you, even in pressured situations, in seasons when you are so hard, when the opposition is so strong against you, the fervency in you hold promises for you. But when you are cold, you will be easily letting slip things go. Oh, I prayed for five days, it didn't happen. That's okay. What God promised, it's yours. But it depends upon how hard you are holding. And how hard, how can you hold? How hot you are. Fervency, it's important. It's a less talk topic in the world in this side. Less talk topic in this part of the world. But you have to stay hot. To stay hot, you have to remember, Lord, it's not about the works. It's not about going out and telling all the time. It's not about always, uh, Lord, I have only 15, I have one hour off from work and whole week. I'll come and spend time in cleaning. You better don't clean, but better spend time in the word because that will help you not cleaning this house. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Hallelujah. Amen. You, you, I'm not saying don't, sorry, Mr. I'm not saying that word. 
Chief Ministry of Health Department. I'm not saying that you don't serve, but I'm saying if you are in a, in a, in a torn that what should I do? Pick the word. Because that will keep you hot. That will keep you, that will keep you vigorous, violent in the spirit. Then cleaning. And when you get vigorous, violent, change your shift, change things so that you have now more time so that you can clean also. Because there's a balance. We are cool, right? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You have to keep it yourself. God cannot keep you. He said, you have to keep yourself hot. And how can you keep hard? By, by staying in the love with him. You have to, any marriage, you let love go out of it, it's just nothing. Just sharing the house. <laughs> but love is the base of the marriage. Love is the, everything in marriage. Hallelujah. And if love is taken out, if the love goes down, the marriage, I don't know how it will survive. But that's the same thing. You are faithful in church. You are coming here. You are doing things here. But if you are not having that same love for him the day you had 10 years ago, 20 years ago, maybe 50 years ago, but you have to conjure that love out. How can I conjure that? How can I? You have to sit with the word. You have to get intimate with him. Yes. Hallelujah. Pastor Craig said that day, intimacy with him will produce the fervency and fervency will push out the lukewarmness out of you. It will push out. You may not be hard for God as of now, but give yourself whole one month completely devoted, committed to God and say one month, I'm not giving anybody this time. This time is my God's time and two hours, one hour, three hours. And I say, this is my God's time and I'm spending, I'm committed and then watch how you act the next month. And then watch when you pray how the results are the next month. Because fervency is important in the part of the spirit. Those people in the other parts of the world, they don't have the doctrine. They don't have all the knowledge, but they are fervent in their spirit. Yeah. How they are fervent in their spirit? That they, 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 were, they worship demon gods. They worship different gods. And when they found God, they were like, God, we were worshiping even like benches, even trees, these things. And now we found a true living God. We have all the time for you. We want to give the best to you. Oh, sleep? Don't worry about sleep. We can sleep less. What? Eating? Don't worry about eating. We can fast. I'm not, I'm not pushing anything, but this is not my place. But fasting also helps you big time. Over here, fasting is totally different. Said, preached, and done. But fasting helps you to stay hard too. When you're putting your body under, your spirit is being up. And for what? You are saying, God, I want to stay hot for you. I want to be fervent for you and for your kingdom, for your work, and for the things. So you remember one thing. If you want to stay hot, you have to love the Lord the same way you loved 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, whatever the time you were. I remember those days when you got the word first time. I hope you did this, that 
I'm studying two hours. I'm studying three hours. I'm spending four hours today. Wherever I get a chance, I'll read that. Not partially or not occasionally. Lord, oh, I went Sunday, I read two scriptures. I'm done for the week. Not like that. You used to read, right? You used to love the Lord. You used to love the word. Because loving God is loving word. And loving word is obeying word. If you read Deuteronomy 30 and 19 and 20, he said, This day I set it before you, heaven and earth, and death and life. You may choose life, you and your descendants may live. And if you obey my word, and if you obey my voice, you will be mighty. Your seed will be mighty on the earth. He said, if you obey, to love God is to obey God. To obey God is to love God. To love God and not obey God is not love God. To obey God is love God and to love God is obey God. Amen. I'm not hot. Start loving him the way you love. How can I love God? Start spending intimate time with him without distractions. He said distractions are trying to come. Distraction, half-heartedness is trying to come. So put your distraction. If your phone is distraction, put it away. If your friends or your mom or your dad, I hope so, not your spouse, then put them outside the room. And say, give me one hour, give me two hours, I don't care, we can starve today, we can fast today, we order outside, but I'm spending one hour. Because my fervency is important than the meal on the bed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Do whatever you have to do. Yes. To stay hard. Amen. Whatever works for you. Whatever keeps you. Can I show you a scripture? Because, let's go to Acts 18. Acts, A-C-T-S. <laughs> that works, I guess. Acts 18. Acts of Apostle 18, verse 24. I'll show you something. Watch this thing. Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man, mighty in the scriptures. What? Mighty in the scriptures. Came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord. Being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord. Though, watch this thing. Though he only knew the baptism of the baptism of John. This guy had no revelation what you had today. He was, uh, this, they said, he only knew the baptism of John. The baptism of John was repent for the kingdom of God is near. The greater one is coming and you better give your heart to him. That was the baptism of John. He was not even baptizing being born again yet. And this guy only knew the baptism of John. But he said, the Bible talks about he being a Jew, being trained and mastered in the scriptures. Means the Old Testament he was mastered. He mastered the Old Testament. He was so great because the, the city he comes from, the scholars say, is Alexandria. The Alexander the Great, he built in Egypt the city way back. And that city was popular in schools. The city was popular in his in education round. And this man was an educated man. And if he was an educated man and he was educated in how to study the scrolls and all the Old Testament, imagine that. This guy had no Holy Spirit in him. Because Holy Spirit is not the only way that will keep you warm and hot for God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
This guy is a proof that he had no Holy Spirit yeah. because he was preaching the baptism of John. Mm-hmm. Means he had only mastered the Old Testament. Yet his spirit was so hungry for God. His spirit was so fervent for God. His spirit was so wanted God. So in love for, with God and in for God that he was so hot that he went out in the street and started preaching about Jesus whom he has not even known the way of Jesus yet. The Bible talks about it here. So he began to speak boldly. The Old Testament boldly. He heard from John that there is somebody coming great. Because in the Old Testament, the Jews were promised the Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming. And he was waiting. John got beheaded. And he thought, I don't know where. Then he got connected to somehow Christians and came to this part and in Ephesus. And he's preaching boldly that in the synagogue. And when two ladies, I hope so they are ladies, Aquila and Priscilla, heard him, they took him aside and explained him the way of God more accurately. This man even didn't know complete package. How much revelation this church has? How much revelation us, we sitting with these books in our hands, in our libraries, each one has in their home, how much revelation we are sitting on? Huh? Huh? How much revelation we are sitting on? But this man, the spirit of his, this guy was so fervent, so hungry for God, that he was so bold in public, even when he didn't know all he should have known before he opened his mouth. He was so bold for God. He was not holding anything back. He was not holding anything for God. But he went out and he said, Oh, I'll tell you the way of God. Ecola and Priscilla, right? <laughs> they, they said, no, no, brother, come down. They took him on the side. They didn't rebuke him. They saw the vigor in his spirit. They saw the fervency in his spirit. They saw the zeal in his spirit. They saw the, the energetic, the thing in passion, zealousness in his spirit. And they say, he's a useful man for the kingdom of God. We're not putting the fire down, but will put more fire in him by telling him the way of God. Let's bring him on the side. Let's teach him what Holy Spirit is. Let's teach him what the right way of God is. Let's teach him what the doctrine of the church is. Because if you think you know the doctrine and you are fervent, that's totally... Hallelujah. This man had no doctrine. He has nothing. But Bible talks about him that he was a certain Jew coming from this city. He was for God to travel from there to there to preach in synagogue about God means he loved God so much. Yeah. Means his word, oh, whether it was only Old Testament because New Testament was not li- written at that time. That word was in him that he was out preaching about God from the Old Testament over there. And God saw it fit and say, he's a bold man. He's a bold preacher. Hallelujah. And this man went on to become a greater preacher. Why? Because he has a fervency in his spirit. We have to have that fervency. We have to have that fervent, the heart, the passion, the zeal for God in our spirits. Otherwise, you can be a Christian. I'm not saying you will go to heaven. You will have blessings. But there are certain things in your life that will only come when you are fervent, pushy, and mm, with your spirit, man. 
Hallelujah. Because it's an attitude of the spirit. Like Pastor Craig talks about, there's a faith and there's a spirit of faith. Spirit of faith, he talks about attitude. Hallelujah. And God spoke to him and he said, your church, your church means us sitting when we were worshiping together with him. He was talking about us, not about him alone, about us. That we are getting lukewarm. We are letting the fervency slip. We have to be hard because God knows what things wait for you if you do not let your fervency slip. There are many churches on this place, this part of the world here today. But he's not talking about all. In general, he said, the, at large, the church at North America is lukewarm, is distracted, is worldly. The spirit of the world has got into it. But thank God, our church is not. But we have to keep it that way. How? By putting our love back on God and by putting our focus back on God and by putting God first place and not putting the, the neighbor's walk, love walk with the neighbor at first place, but the love walk with God always check first. And when you do that, how can you love God? By obeying God's word. How can you obey word if you have never read the word? You read the word, study the word, and then you go out, obey the word. This way, you're intimate and the love is growing. Each day, each week, each month, the love is growing. Your spirit is getting hot, 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 hot. Hallelujah. Amen. You have to and we have to do that because the Bible talks about it, that this was a man who, who was fervent in spirit. If you go in Romans 12, I don't have time, but let's go quickly. I have time actually. <laughs> Romans 12. <clears throat> Romans 12, 11. Romans 12, the verse 11. He says, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Keeping your passion toward him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with the excitement as you serve him. Hallelujah. As you serve him. Over here, in this book says, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Your, our God you say, I serve the God. I serve my Lord. I serve. But he wants your service in fervency. In the fervency of your spirit, he wants you to serve him. And for that, he said, radiate with glow of the Holy Ghost. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward him, boiling hot. God will not do it. We have to do it. Onus is not on God. Responsibility doesn't stand on that side. It's on our side. We stay hard and God keeps us excited. We put things in us by spending time with God and let go things which we were doing from ages and say, sorry, Lord, I repent. I'm not asking for the forgiveness all the time, Lord, but I'm repenting this time because I have made that decision that I'm not going back towards that side, but I'm going this side. So I repent, Lord, give me the courage not to do those things back, but to move this direction with a new way. So Lord, I'm going, and now Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with you. 
make those days again the days which were like f- the, those few the fresh days when i gave my life to you let that wind come back in me let that love for you boil in me again and lord let me go with full compassion and wholeheartedness so that i can glorify you amen when you do that you you are you you are doing you may not know but you are doing is your spirit man is getting hot your spirit man is getting hot amen hallelujah one last scripture let's read psalm 119 psalm 119 verse 80 psalm 119 verse 80 psalm 119 verse 80 says make me passionate and wholehearted to fulfill your every wish not mine to fulfill your every wish my god so that i will never have to be ashamed of myself that's good yeah. hallelujah when i was spending that time with god that january when he said to me that i want your fervency go back i want your hotness to go back you were at one time this much why are you letting it cool down why because things have come up in your life now because you are doing these things your fervency should grow not go down then i said lord how then he started talking to me about the love he said how you had the love for me remember those days remember how you were able you were willing to give up anything and everything to keep the love and to grow the love to fellowship with me to be intimate to know me so better way every day that you were willing to give up everything to spend time with me i said yeah lord then he started talking about these things and then he said at the last he said claim this for your life that make me passionate lord because whatever you can confess you can possess whatever you can come out of your mouth you can have it in your life whether it's negative whether it's positive he said to me he said pray every day about this and say lord make me passionate not just pray and don't spend time with god spend time with god and say also over yourself lord i'm passionate now i'm passionate i'm vigorous i'm full of zeal i am full of violent force energetic because the bible talks about the violent taketh by force that violent word is energetic is not violent the people other religion are violent means you are energetic you are vigorous in your spirit and you take by the force of faith and you say lord make me passionate make me wholehearted not half-hearted wholehearted to fulfill your every wish lord every wish hey, what is every wish is your plan for your life plan for the part you have for this church the purpose you have for this place the lord make me passionate and wholehearted that i may fulfill every wish you have and at the end i will never be ashamed of myself you know why because when the results don't come in the way you have been expect- expecting something comes that is shame yeah. that's right yeah. 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 Yes. huh when you are telling your neighbors relatives i believe in god my god supplies all my needs my god does everything and it doesn't happen they laugh at you why does god fail who failed me who will be ashamed your god no you me 
that's what he said that you become passionate you become energetic and violent and vigorous and full of zeal for me and wholehearted not half-hearted anything wholehearted so that you can do whatever i want to do in your life and then at the end you will not be ashamed see god is so good he doesn't want you to be ashamed. So that's why he said, be passionate and full of word and full of love towards me. Because doing his will will lift you up, yes. will elevate you, yes. will make you higher in your circles, will make you uh, a proper person, whether you have education or doesn't, you have no education. But when you do his will, you will be elevated higher than even educated people. Amen. Because his will is the perfect plan for your life. And to do that, you have to be hot. You have to be vig vigorous. You have to be fervent. You have to, you cannot let fervency slip. It can slip easily. Yeah. You have seen with the churches, the churches at Ephesus, they let it slip. Right. So don't let the fervency slip, but stay hot for God Amen. by putting his love first. Not the love for wife, not the love for your children. Your children has a place in your life. Your wife has a place in your life. But your God has a place in your life which nobody can. That's right. Nobody can take. Amen. And the first commandment is not the love of your, love your neighbors. The first commandment is love your God with all your heart. Not tiny bit. Not tiny bit. All your heart. All your strength. All your mind. Not distracted half. All your mind. All your strength, all your body, all your wealth, everything, love him. Because that will keep you fervent. Amen. Amen. Father, I bless them and I say, my father, let this word be simple but reside in them, father. So that, my father, we will not be like a church at Ephesus that the fervency slipped from them. That, the, um, that my father, their love let them slip. But, father, we will not only do the works. We will love you first and do the works also so that, Father, we can glorify you because you deserve the glory from our lives. So, Lord, we bless you. We love you. And I say, my Father, let this word produce fruit in their lives, my Father. And the fruit may glorify you and the fruit may abound in their lives. In Jesus' name.